there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Well, we've covered bionic pancreases. We've covered super bananas that are genetically modified for Africa. And now we got a doctor. No, he's not bionic, but he's strong enough to be bionic and maybe even knows the sound effect. It's Dr. Rashid Batar, Advanced Medicine, Dr. Batar. <laughs> hey, Robert, that was, that was like a flashback from when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> I knew he would know that. See, I told you. See, we're about the same age, and that's why we were hearing sound effects because Super Don set them up last hour, and we were just, I couldn't help traveling back to the 1970s when there were like three channels on TV. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I don't know whether you ever did this, but we would pretend like, you know, play the bionic people. Oh, totally. We were all bionic men. We were all we were all Steve Austin, the $6 billion man, but we couldn't do that slow motion as well as he did. All right, well, here's but a I test. Here's a test of everybody okay. on the show right now who had the actual Bionic Man action figure. I did not. I did. Did I you, Robert? I I, you, no, you know, I was, I was like a neglected child. I wasn't allowed to have toys like that. And then you had his boss, was it Felix Unger, I believe it was, and I had his action figure, too. Felix Unger? Wasn't he from the, the Odd Couple? <laughs> oh, maybe I'm getting my 70s shows mixed up. But you know what? It is funny, though. There was a bionic woman, too, who had the bionic uh, hearing. Yes. Right. And I think they came up with a bionic dog. It was a German Shepherd that was a bionic dog. You remember that? Yes. Right. That was that was when that series really kind of went into the tank is when they brought in the dog. That was a little too much. Actually, yeah. uh, there are bionic dogs. Dr. Batar has them, and they're amazing. I tell you what, if, they, if there are re- any real bionic dogs, you got them. Uh, they, we try to make them into machines, that's for sure. Yeah, well, incredible. And by the way, uh, Lindsay Wagner played the, the, the bionic woman, and she's actually turned out to be pretty cool in real life because she's into medicine, natural medicine. She's become you know pretty good advocate out there, kind of like Suzanne Summers has done in her own right, but uh, have to give her props. I don't know whatever happened to Steve Austin. No idea. I remember seeing him on some TV show a couple years back. Didn't he die? Isn't he gone? Uh, no, he's still alive. He's it, still it, alive. I think I, alive? I just recently okay. just recently saw him doing a commercial for like... Uh, catheters or something i don't know he's he's, he's up there <laughs> oh, that, that that's just so wrong the six million dollar man needs a catheter no say no <laughs> his eyesight's still good though See, yeah, there yeah you go. he just saw there that catheter and, and got yeah. got a little upset well anyway dr try <laughs> I me mean, listen it's advanced medicine monday tonight you have a major autism webinar we do we do want to let folks know there's still a little bit of room left to participate uh, tonight starts at 8.30 Eastern time. Do you have a, a semblance, Dr. Batar, of, of which direction you're going to go? Is this going to be more directed to parents out there that uh, have a child that may be within that spectrum who may have been injured environmentally or via vaccines or doctors alone or a combination of everybody? No, it's not doctors. It's actually for parents. Uh, it specifically originally was designed for patients that were 
already existing patients of ours, but then we went ahead and added pretty much anybody that wants to get some information. The goal is not that the person is, uh, it's not dependent upon whether they're getting treatment from us or not. uh, The goal is that the individual, the parent or parents, hopefully both parents are on the same sheet of music because if they're not then there's a problem there but if both parents can be in the same sheet of music there are certain behavioral modifications that can be implemented that the results are obvious within 24 hours actually they're literally obvious within an hour or two hours after you implement them as long as the parents are consistent so the cool part of this is that they don't have to be a patient of ours they don't have to be a patient of anybody's the webinar is free. I will say that we're limited to having 500 people actually on the webinar, and after that, it'll be locked out. And we've got over 700 that are registered. So, um, and it's oh increasing my. right now. We anticipate we'll probably have close to 800 um, before we go live tonight at 8:30. And we this is only so been, you, you're, been you're, you're expanding the line uh, as far as because I know there's limitations on these things. So that if more people sign up today, because if you're hearing this for the first time, probably a lot of folks will say, "Hey, I want to, I want in on that seminar." Well, um, unfortunately, we can't expand the lines because that's already been set in stone. But you know, we anticipated probably three to four hundred people that would register, and uh, we had no idea because, as you remember, two weeks ago. We did not announce this because we didn't know. We made the decision to do this actually after the radio show two weeks ago. So it's not even been, it's like been 12 days or 13 days. So um, we didn't think that we would have this many people. But again, you know, over 700 right now. So, and we will make it available. We will make it available. People will be able to watch it afterwards if they can't make it for any reason. There probably will be some type of a nominal charge for it. But uh, to be on tonight for the live event, there's no charge. Okay, beautiful. Well, listen, you can't get enough of Dr. Batar once a week here on Advanced Medicine Monday. You've got a bonus session tonight, and especially, like you said, getting the parents on the same page and how to address the children that you're trying to work their way out of the injury, uh, you know, the toxicity and everything else that we talk about here. Uh, interestingly enough, the American uh, U.S. healthcare system, another stat came out recently, uh, and this is according to NBC News. I know, Dr. Batar, you're going to be shocked, shocked about this, but we're dead last u.s healthcare dead last in the world in terms of i believe efficiency and other other factors uh that uh, certainly they're not doing advanced medicine like you are for the, mo- for the most part when they are assessing healthcare being this bad among the 10 you know like major uh industrialized countries so we're the worst out of the 10 major countries yeah among 11 nations studied in the, in the report yeah we are dead last australia canada france germany netherlands new zealand norway sweden switzerland and the uk and then the united states uh we ranked last in 2010 2007 2006 2004 editions now we're not if you look at an article like this you may find some saying hey see we need more government intervention because obviously the free market is not working we might have another assessment as to reason this has happened well anybody that would say that would be actually one taco short of a combination platter I think that the problem here is that 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 entire aspect if you look at the the way that government intervenes with everything it reduces innovation it reduces uh the ability to move forward it increases red tape it increases obligations and burdens that people that are just doing their everyday a uh, component 
that it hinders them. For example, we were talking about, I think a couple of years back, about children that were working on the farm, and then there were some new regulations that permitted, that did not allow a child to work on a farm, a family farm, until they were like a certain age. You remember that, Robert? There was a regulatory oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, that. I mean, this was, again, more gov- government intervention with under the guise of protecting children. Right, exactly. And the thing is that our forefathers warned us of this. I mean, you read the Constitution, it's just an amazing document. I had never appreciated the document, the, the Constitution, um, up until probably about five or six years ago when I actually read the, uh, the, uh, the Constitution. It's just amazing that they had the crystal ball that they did and they could foresee these types of problems. And anybody that questions it, all you have to do is just sit down and read the Constitution, then you realize somebody knew that these were the problems that would be inherent to any society as it evolves and that we must uh, safeguard against those things occurring. And so when you start looking at health care, it's just one of the many problems. But I read a report back about seven years ago, I think it was in 2008, 2007 time frame, and they looked at 40-some different countries, and the U.S. ranked number 34. I believe it was number 34 in health care and 36 in education, and, or it may have been the other way around. But Regardless, we weren't even in the top 25. We, we, you know, we, we were like right at the bottom of the barrel. And that's disturbing. This is the greatest nation on the face of this earth, and we are 36th in education or 36th in health care. That's just not acceptable. And, and people used to come into mm-hmm. the United States, you know, over the last 50 years, everybody came to the United States for better health care. Now, people leave. There's over a million documented million U.S. citizens that leave the U.S. every year for health care. And this isn't the traditional health care. This is just the integrative, non-conventional health care that they're seeking that they can't get here. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Batar, according to this list, we were last in 04, 06, 07, and 2010. And then you have the implementation of the 2010 supposedly Affordable Care Act. And here we are in 2014 at the bottom of the list again. For those that say, well, more intervention is better, improvement has not occurred. And I, I referenced this last hour, and I, I know we've talked about this together, that the whole basis for Obamacare is to mandate participation in a failing system precisely because that was the only way they can hold people. People were leaving in droves. Yeah, that's the beauty of the free market system. You know, if it works people will come, and if it doesn't, people will leave, and that is what allows the evolutionary process to continue. It's the survival of the fittest. It's the survival of the best system. People aren't going to come looking for a system that's failing. The only way you can have a system that's failing continue to be propped up is exactly what's being done right now, where people are forced. And so your point is extremely valid. Yeah, so if we're looking to improve health care and do more what we call advanced medicine, I want to invite everybody not only to participate tonight, if you can still squeeze them in, uh, to the autism webinar that Dr. Batar is hosting. We have it linked up. There's a banner and there's a text that's hyperlinked into it if you can try and uh, sign up for it for tonight at 830 Eastern Time. But beyond that, they'll make it available after uh, the fact. Uh, is also to come out like when we have these events. I know we we would love to see some more advanced medicine seminars. We've been talking about that eventually. But we do have in Asheville, North Carolina, an open invitation. Uh, Ty Bowler is going to be there. I'll be there. Dr. Batar is going to be there with his family. All our family is coming up. Uh, We also have uh, um, uh, Dr. King, of course, and his family hosting this major event in um, in Asheville, North Carolina, July 18th through 20th. I heard Dr. Hyla Cass will be there as well. Uh, she's an interesting lady. She really gets the concept of detoxification. 
And uh, I, I think that the uh, the opportunity to come down, I heard from uh, Marlon Glennon family. I don't know if you remember that story at the Health Freedom Expos. He was a family, asked his kids, what do they want to go, to Disney or go to oh, the, yeah. the Health Freedom Expo Chicago, right? So he's yeah. coming down with his family to see all of us, and they can't wait to see you too, Dr. Batar. That's fantastic. So look forward to that. Yeah, so uh, lots of cool stuff coming on uh, this summer, of course, well beyond that. The thing is, we're not sitting here waiting around and, and whimpering and whining about being last in healthcare. The kind of things that we do here would be top of the list and are, in my opinion, what, what Batara is doing with advanced medicine. So we're going to continue with this discussion. We've got lots more healing to go. RobertScottBell.com. Of course, MedicalRewind.com is the easiest way to plug into the hundreds of hours of intense healing discussion and uh, sometimes some irreverence and a lot of laughter, too, uh, with Dr. Batar when we get together. MedicalRewind.com. Check it out. Lots more healing to go, including the links to the international bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away by Dr. Raj Batar. We'll be right back. The revolution will be broadcast. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, Advanced Medicine continues now on the Robert Scabell Show with Dr. Rush and Bittar. We've got links up to an autism webinar if you could still get in. Uh, but, uh, you know, click the links, find out. Uh, also, if you have not, if you're a new listener, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. It's a, it's a book that has changed many lives and continues to do so. Highly recommend that. Remember, we'll all be together at the Healing Revolution Summit July 18th through 20th or 21st in Asheville, North Carolina. And looking forward to that as well. We have questions and comments coming in. You can call in right now, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. And we have a question related to pain and pain management, Dr. Batar. Are you up for that, or will that be too painful to cover? No, I think we can handle it. Okay, so this one says, Hello, Dr. Bell and Super Don and Dr. Batar. Whoever happens to be, or whoever happens to be with you guys at the time. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm curious to know if the CBD oil, the cannabidiol oil would be helpful in chronic pain issues due to disc herniation, spondylosis, etc. My husband is in constant pain from his back issues, and I can't seem to find a definitive answer to this on the Hemp Meds website. He's unable to work, and it doesn't look good for him working in the field of construction in the future. He's been through every therapy imaginable, shots, ablation, etc. He's on oxycodone and another pill. He's not happy about it at all. He knows that the medical claims, and she does too, cannot be made, but haven't heard much about the oil except for the seizures in children and some cancer stuff. So uh, rather than vague information, it's not like, uh, you know, as we answer this, Dr. Batar, that you or I have definitive information on, on, on fully how the CBD is working with the endocannabinoid system in pain. I've just related my extraordinary experience with my wife and her trigeminal neuralgia, why I'm very supportive of, of, of more study and more integration and trying it, and it's not harming anybody. But you've had a lot of experience in dealing with pain in your patient population as well. Yeah, and, you know, pain is one of those things that it's so difficult for a person to break the cycle uh, of the deterioration that they're undergoing when they're in pain because the pain causes depression, the pain causes dysfunction, the pain causes a lot of psychological and emotional issues on top of the physiological issues that are occurring. So it is an important aspect to be able to control. In fact, in, even in your own wife's case, you told me that there were certain things that happened over time with even personality and, and such because it, it mm -hmm. just really bears down on an individual. So controlling pain is a very important aspect. 
Yeah, she, my wife has even said uh, coming out of that, that painful cycle uh, the way she has that it, 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 her personality has shifted again because it's like when you live in a certain way with a certain levels of pain, it also, of course, depletes uh, minerals from your body. I mean, you're literally just that stre- that level of stress and the intensity as it manifests in pain can sap you of the nutrition. So you really got to do even more type of superfood introduction into the body to counteract all of the loss from that. It's sort of like having heavy metals on an emotional level. Uh, but again, the heavy metal aspect of pain is something that's very real as well. It really is. And it's something that if we can break that cycle without causing any other type of harm, obviously do no harm is the first rule, uh, it should be something that should be seriously considered. And many of the conventional routes of alleviating pain, they do affect the the liver, the mm-hmm. hepatic system, and that's probably one of the biggest problems is that people not only form an addiction, but it also inhibits the functioning of the liver, and the liver is analogous to the oil filter of the body. So you don't want to decrease the functioning of the liver, and, um, of course, you don't want to get addicted to pain medicine either. So if there are other ways of helping to alleviate pain, I think that, and I encourage everybody, that they should explore those. Sure, absolutely, and we're seeing extraordinary things by nourishing a system that, as I said, has been neglected since the government made illegal this plant, and we were kind of behind on the research, even though we're referencing research now that is bubbling up, including uh, the one I mentioned last hour about how having cannabis in the system of, of, of babies that are born, their mortality is lower than the general population, which is, again, stunning. What does that say how much we have to learn about a system that you know is not even taught, in, except, as far as I know, in one medical school right now? Yeah, it's, it's obviously a problem, and, and it's a problem that um, kind of feeds back to what we talked about in the first part of the show today, which is a system that's failing. And mm-hmm. um, you, know, you, can't, you can't blame people you can't blame doctors even though i blame them all the time but you can't blame <laughs> doctors for for um for actually doing what they've been taught is the right thing to do because it's it's the system that's the problem and this is where the historical perspective of many of these things comes back in you know we talked about the constitution how great of a document it is when well, i go back about 100 years and you start looking at the uh, the flexner report mm-hmm. and and how that all started how the medical education system that is now in play was actually orchestrated, planned, um, strategized over 100 years ago, leading to the problems today. Right. And so what we've orchestrated and planned is a way out for all of you listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show each and every week here with Dr. Batar when we go advanced medicine on you. And it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And it does honor the principle, first, do no harm, unlike that which has been ranked dead last for healthcare among the industrialized nations. Let's do some more advanced medicine with Dr. Batar when we come back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell. You see, we're on a mission from God. 
We were talking to Dr. Batar on the break a little bit more about the pain issue. Lori had written in a, a question about it for her husband dealing with a, a disc herniated disc, spondylosis, and things. And, and, and Dr. Batar, you know, you rightly said, as you've observed in your own practice, helping patients that were in pain, that they end up in, in other, like depression. So like said, one drug that doesn't solve the problem leads to five or ten others, and it's a classic case. We can point out what ailment and what drug, and it seems to be a pattern by design. And last hour, you weren't here for this. This was another shocker. The Alliance for Natural Health has uncovered from the government's own websites the increasing, quote-unquote, donation to different political uh, uh, parties or particularly candidates like George Bush before and Obama now that have elevated the amount of money, taxpayer money, sent to prisons, to drug prisoners from a few tens of thousands to now over $300 million in the in the four years since Obama has taken over. So for those wow. that think Obama is not pro-big pharma because he's a Democrat, you you got to put your head on properly. Wow. $300 million? Wasn't that the number, Don? I, that was what I remember. We, yeah, like, when, Bush, when Bush took office, it was $78,000 in, in contracts with big pharma to uh, drug prisoners. And it right. went from Bush, when he began, to 2012, it went from 78000 to $332.5 million in contracts. Yeah, uh, through the four, it went to $30 million while Bush was there, and then up to $300 million, a tenfold-plus increase uh, under Obama. So, again, when we talk about the distinction between a Republican and a Democrat, they're, ultimately they, they're all bought, you know, with the yeah. rare exception. So, uh, you know, it should, should be uh, hopefully giving you some pause food for thought perhaps on how you engage in this political arena that has already been sold and 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 you don't have the money to buy it yeah that's 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 just unbelievable you know when i was in emergency medicine before i went into private practice in fact when i opened my practice i was still doing full-time er medicine when i got out of the army and my background had been in trauma surgery and and i'd taken a leave from absence for my residency but I remember a shift in the ER at Rockingham at Richmond Memorial Hospital, and it was a very slow uh, evening. I think it was a Thursday evening or Friday evening. It was very slow in the ER, and I had this lady that came in with her husband, and Richmond Memorial Hospital is not too far away from Fort Bragg in Fayetteville, and this man was essentially in so much pain he couldn't even talk. He was a paratrooper. He'd been with 82nd Airborne Division, and he had actually survived a fall where his parachute did not open hmm. and had broken his back and had gotten 100% medical disability from the military. And, you know, when you survive a fall, you, you do, uh, you, you jump out of a plane, your parachute doesn't open, you survive the fall. You can imagine what kind of pain this guy's body was in. He had wow. standing orders for intravenous Demerol, uh, Toradol, and uh, Robaxin just Robaxin's a muscle relaxer, so he had IV order, standing order. So that's a pretty big thing to have a standing order for for 100 milligrams of Demerol, 50 milligrams of Phenergan, Robaxin, and uh, Stadol. And I remember he came in. He was in so much pain, he couldn't even talk. The wife is in tears. She says, you know, he hasn't slept in literally years. He's in constant pain. And I, you know, looked up his record, and sure enough, he had these standing orders. And, and she, she just shook her head. She goes, you know, it doesn't touch him. And I'm like, 100 milligrams of Demerol doesn't touch him. I'm going to put down an elephant. She says it doesn't touch him. It doesn't touch his pain at all. And um, 
right then I thought about something that we'd been working on, and this is a product that was actually made by my lab when we closed the lab down. Um, the product, I, I can tell you, we, we gave the formula to another company that's been making it now, but this was actually a hormonal product that was supposed to be for females for, I think, Robert, I've shared this story with you before. Mm-hmm. It's for um, uh, hormonal disruptions, and we called it Arthelief. And during the, um, when we were making it, one of the things that my partner at the time noticed, he was in his 60s, and he noticed that all his joint pains would disappear when he was working with this stuff. And so it only worked about 45% of the 45 to 50% of the women that we used it for hormones, which, by the way, a drug for it to become effective and pass the FDA only needs 43% efficacy. So we were actually above that, but our lab never put out anything unless it was 95% efficacy, efficacious or more. And this stuff we actually tried in over 1,000 patients, and we had about uh, about 140 that we eliminated because uh, from the from the retrospective analysis because... It wasn't joint pain. It was specifically, it, this only works specifically for joint pain. Um, it was a 99.3% of the people that we used it in joint pain. There was a reduction in pain in less than two minutes of usage with an increased range of motion in less than five minutes in, in like 800 and some patients. It was unbelievable. And, in fact, I just demoed it in Vancouver when we did the conference out there in December, and we pulled 30 people out from the stage and did this and everybody had improvement. But coming back to the story, it was really interesting that I happened to have a batch in my briefcase and I told the man, I said, you know, I'm going to try something different if you're wanting to try it. And he was in so much pain, he didn't even, you know, halfway acknowledge me, but the wife said, you know, we'll try anything. Well, I liberally applied it to his back. It's, it's you know, over the, through the skin. And um, I went back to the nursing station and right then uh, there was a multiple car accident um, scenario that occurred, and there were like four different patients that were brought in, and I got tied up with them, and I basically forgot and took care of those patients, and I had a dog bite that came in, took care of that, and now it was like almost 9 o'clock at night, and um, I was getting ready to go off shift. It was like 8.30, and I was getting ready to go off shift at 9 o'clock. This man had come in like something like 3.30 in the afternoon, and I totally forgot about him, and it wasn't written on the ER board, because it was so slow, we didn't even write him up on the board. And one of the, I see this woman come out of the back curtain. I'm like, oh, my God, we forgot the patient back there. And my nurses, everybody was like, oh, crap, we forgot. You know, so we figured this is going to be a short complaint. I walk back there to apologize. And she puts her finger on her lips like, shh. You know, she goes, he's sleeping. And she's got this huge smile on her face. And she goes, I can't believe he's actually sleeping. He's been resting that completely, you know, he's just sleeping. She goes, I can't believe it. She had tears in her eyes. So anyway, when I got off shift, I talked to him. And the guy said, I don't know what that crap was, but I want, did you like that, Don? I, I cut that word out. He said, I, yes. I, I, I don't you know what that crap was. He goes, but I need buckets of it. He goes, I want as much as I can get of it. You want and buckets of it? Buckets of it. That's what he said. And the thing was that it, it's all herbal. It's an herbal extract combination. And it is that efficacious. If anybody's interested, they can go to Info on Aging and find out how to get it from, from there. Info on Aging will lead you through to the company that now makes it. Um, but we basically sold the formula, uh, gave the formula away, really. But it really, really works, and it works incredibly fast. It's not going to work for any kind of pain, but for joint pain, arthralgias, uh, rheumatoid osteoarthritis, uh, any type of old fracture site, it will take the edge off the pain to the point that you can actually start using the joint again. And here's the interesting thing, too. We can't say this, and so we never said it, but now the products, you know, I have nothing to do with the product anymore. Over time, the more people use it, the less they needed it. 
So it seemed like he was doing something to help to repair that that area too. But a phenomenal, phenomenal product, and and the fact that it works so fast, uh, narcotics mm-hmm. don't even work that fast, and totally natural, right. n- no side effects. You can you can take it as often as you want. There's no side effects. So accumulative benefits. So Lori, if you're listening, uh, you know, give this a shot for your husband. Uh, the, it's info on aging. You said info on aging dot com. Info on aging dot com. Very cool. And you know that in in conjunction with other things that we're uncovering here, uh, of course non-toxic honoring the principle of uh do no harm of course so these are the kind of things we'll, we'll be able to learn together i want to remind everybody if you're just tuning in with dr batar this evening 8 30 eastern time we have links up in the show notes in fact in the first paragraph you'll see there's a hot link to his free autism webinar that starts this evening and if you can't attend because there's too many people then uh they'll we'll we'll give you information as soon as we know it of how you can watch it or listen to it after the fact and again plan if you haven't done your it's about a, a little over a month away it's coming up fast uh we'll be together in Asheville North Carolina for the Healing Revolution Summit it's going to be a great time and uh i we're going to be wearing our uh your, the power to heal is yours t-shirts we'll get the whole family getting them in there we need to get some for you too Dr. Batar that sounds great yeah, that'd be awesome. So let's see, what else we got on the docket? Super Don, you noticed that uh, uh, Dr. Batar was very cognizant of the language he's using today. He wants a little credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no yeah. Uh, no George Carlin uh, no-nos so far. Yeah, I'll, I would be, I'm very easily incentivized by a cookie or a brownie or something like that. Just Organic. keep that in mind. Oh, keep that in mind. I yeah. see. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we haven't had any stories that have anything to do with things like poop. So, you know, <laughs> that might have no something poop to do stories. with it. You know, yeah. there, there's an interesting story, and, and Dr. Batar, you probably hadn't got a chance to read it, but it's up on the uh, the website, robertscottbell.com, thanks to my good friend, uh, John Rappaport. And he, he, wrote, he titled the article, When the Elite Showed Its Hand, by John Rappaport. And I kind of subtitled it or if you think democrats and republicans are in control you're on geopolitical crack and it it talks about something i know you've been keenly interested from a political healing perspective on organizations like if we go back to flexner report 1910 it's fascinating because you learn about the history that that manifested as what we see today years ago well in 1973 david rockefeller formed the trilateral commission or the TC, the Trilateral Commission. And you got Hillary Clinton making multiple appearances to the Trilateral Commission. And, and David Rockefeller, in fact, in his memoir, admitted, admitted that U.S. policy, both domestic and foreign, was based upon suggestions made by these institutions or people within these institutions that secretly controlled the government from above or beyond or within. Wow. That's not surprising at all, though, from what you just said. It uh, doesn't surprise me. It's amazing that it's out there, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and the admission uh, by David Rockefeller was something that should have been front-page news for everybody, but they've relegated to those who question how the government is run is, once again, denigration via conspiracy theory, right? Conspiracy theory, which means, as we know, someone who's willing to engage and question authority and official stories. And and so here we are questioning so many of the official stories in modern medicine, but we have to acknowledge the role of politics and geopolitics and how we are manipulated to perceive them one way when they're actually quite different. Look at what's happening in Iraq right now. Stick around. we got one more segment to wrap up Advanced Medicine Monday. 
with Dr. Rashi Batar. Check it out, medicalrewind.com, if you ever miss one of these important hours each week. we got lots more healing to go. We're going to cram it in to one short segment after this. Great heavens, what kind of radio show is this? The Robert Scott Bell Show. question we've done some stunning statistics in this show uh from last hour to this hour this one is also another one that goes you know i know it's bad but gosh when you look at these numbers you go we are just toast this relates to children the cdc is saying that the number of children diagnosed with adhd increased 41 percent over an eight-year span from 2003 to 2011 and that 6.4 million children or 11 percent of all those aged 4 to 17 have been diagnosed with ADHD. Are, are we are we to say seriously, Dr. Batar, that ten percent of all children have some kind of disease for which there's no chemical test, and yet they're going to put these kids on drugs like Ritalin or whatever new they've got in the pipeline? Actually, it's one out of six. If you look at the statistics from the Centers for Disease Control, uh, they talked about the NHANES data that was released in 2003 from the CDC. One out of six women of childbearing age are mercury toxic, and then the American Academy of Pediatrics released information saying that one out of six children being born in the U.S. have some type of a neurological disorder. So you're looking at ADD, ADHD, pervasive developmental delay, uh, Asperger's, autism, autism spectrum, whatever, learning disabilities. Uh, there are one out of six children being born of neurological deficit. So yes, that's exactly what's happening, and I think it's a, um, again, a a plan to dumb down the population. I mean, the people would say, well, if these children are already, there's something neurologically wrong, they should be medicated. Well, the whole problem is that they have had exposure. There, there's nothing wrong with them. If most of these kids, there's nothing wrong if we can just remove the toxicity aspect. There may be right. certain right. children that are being born hypoxic and, you know, have, have some type of a brain injury, and I can understand that. But the vast, uh, number of ADD, ADHD, pervasive developmental delay, autism, they're all the, it's just all the same problem. It's mercury. It's just a different level of toxicity and a different level of impairment. Well, and no amount of Ritalin or Adderall or any of these new drugs that they're trying to put out there, they're trying to launch new clinical trials on more potentially addictive stimulants, address the metal toxicity or other environmental toxicities. It's completely medical ignorance of an issue that is cornerstone to how you've been helping kids for a long time now. Exactly, Robert. I mean, there's, you know, contrary to popular belief, there's not a shortage of Ritalin in certain children that are being born. So it's not, if God wanted us to have Ritalin in our system, we would produce Ritalin in our system. And unfortunately, I haven't seen anybody yet, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what your perspective is, I haven't seen anybody that had any naturally occurring levels of Ritalin or any of these other drugs, any of these other psychotropic, you know, antidepressant, anti-anxiolytic type drugs mm-hmm. in their system. So it's it's just preposterous. If you want the brain chemistry to be functioning normally, then how can you expect it to normally function when you put in things into it that are going to make it dis- disruptive or when it's going to be disruptive to the neurochemistry? And that's the whole problem. These things are neurotransmitter disruptive. They are disrupting the neurological uh, homeostasis, if you will. I mean, mm-hmm. the side effect just look at the side effect of the number one side effect of anti-seizure drugs. Do you want to, I'm not even going to ask you, Robert, because I know you know the answer to this. Super Don, you tell me. What do you think the number one side effect of anti-seizure medications is? The number one side effect of all anti-seizure drugs. 
Caesars. Super Dime. <laughs> Caesars. There you go. He said it. Look at it. He nailed it. Nailed it. But see, here's the thing, though. I mean, yeah. Why? Why would you give somebody a drug that the side effect of the drug is the exact same problem that it that it actually creates? Einstein said that it. The definition of insanity was to. He said that it's the. The definition of insanity was trying to solve a problem with the same mindset that created it in the first place. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, because the trials are not for, hey, how do we get heavy metals out of these kids? It's, hey, how do we develop a better form of speed or methamphetamine? Exactly. They're trying to blunt the response rather than finding out that there's something causing the neurons not to be able to fire, and the reason they're not firing the right way is because there's denudation of the neurofibrils that's being caused by, as you said, an environmental trigger, mm-hmm. mercury being the most offensive one of them all. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, here we go with that statistic saying that in America we're, like, number 11 out of 11, you know, and why? They don't get to the point to acknowledge that nothing is improved by the further bureaucratic centralization of the medical system. And right. and so what you've just said that Einstein you referred to, uh, trying to create a solution from the same consciousness or mindset that created the problem is a level of insanity that we're only trying to exceed year after year by putting the same dunderheaded politicians in who can be bought off so easily by the pharmaceutical industrial complex that is poisoning our kids. There, I've said it all. <laughs> Last breath, got it all in. Yeah, we got it going. Hey, Dr. Batar, looking forward to... Uh, Seeing you in Asheville, North Carolina, July 18th through 20th. Have a safe journey. I know we're going to have you from a remote location next week, but looking forward to it, my friend. Same here, Robert. Thank you very much. So with that, we're out of here for today, only to remind you the God's honest truth, that the power to heal is still and always will be yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show.